Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in once again. And more importantly, thank you for believing in me and my message and the messages that you hear from these amazing guests. It's just blows my mind. We're, we're six years into this now and over 300 episodes. We're ranked in the top 100 in mental health. And it's because of you guys tuning in week after week and sharing and uh, sending information, asking for requests, all of it. It's just so fantastic. So thank you. I need to thank my sponsors, Wasatch Recovery, Siegfried & Jensen, Red Wallets, and then the music you heard at the beginning of this and at the end of this beautiful episode was by my good friend, Paul Cardall. He's a award-winning pianist and he's amazing. So thank you, Paul, for letting me use your music. And uh, today we are joined by the author of the best-selling The Spiritual Journey, Allison Roberts. Allison, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, you bet. Well, a little background on Allison. I won't go through all of it because she has so much we could talk about, but <laughs> she's a she's a cognitive behavioral expert. Um, I love what you said. You you teach people how to be the boss of your brain. I thought that that hit me. So I'm like, oh, I need that. I need someone to tell me how to be the boss. You know, yeah. um, you're a, you're a healer, you're a coach, you're a speaker. Um, you are, you were, um, awarded one of the top 100 coaches in the world. I mean, that is phenomenal. Um, you know, you've had your own struggles, which we're going to get into more detail. I don't want to go too much into it now. Cause I want it, uh, our listeners to hear it from you. You're the founder of unapologetic power. You've written a few other books as well. You, you coach people, you've got programs, the list goes on of all the stuff you you are doing to help th make this world a better place. And we are all blessed to have you today, Allison. And so why don't we start with just tell us where you grew up and maybe a little bit about your childhood. I grew up in Decatur, Georgia. Mm. And uh, it was uh, a very rural place at the time. It's not anymore. Um, we yeah. had, our neighbor had a couple of cows in his backyard and we had, <laughs> my other neighbor had horses in his front yard. So that's kind of the, wow. the setting that I grew up in. That was what was outside the house. And then right. inside the house was hell. Mm. Yeah. 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 You've been through a lot growing up and I, yeah. you know, I would love to get into some of that. I know, um, I think because of what you've been through, that's why you are such a bright shining light right now. Um, why don't you, if you're okay with that, I know, you know, you were, I think it was 19 years old. You were, you found yourself pregnant and living in your car. I mean, that, that just thinking of that setting makes my heart sink. Yeah. And so maybe if you don't mind, Allison, if you could share with our listeners kind of what you were kind of going through and what led to you living in your car. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, people talk about um, homelessness, you know, always being related to like mental illness or yeah. um, addiction and things like that. And it's not always that way. Um, so 
I was actually engaged to be married okay. and my fiance and I um, were so excited when the pregnancy test was positive. Mm. Uh, you yeah. know, he was throwing me around the kitchen, like in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, just, we were over the moon and then we told his parents mm. and that is when everything hit the fan and his dad was uh, just like, you know, here's, here's the deal. You're going to have an abortion. Uh, I'm going to pay for it. So there's no, uh, you know, there's no reason for you to say no. And I, I do want to make this like very clear. I am pro-choice. I believe that people, you know, have the right to sure. decide. Yeah. But I was in a situation where I was committed. I had committed the rest of my life to this person. Yeah. Um, I was carrying a child that was conceived in absolute love and all of the things. And so abortion just wasn't, it wasn't on the table for me. Yeah, right. And so my fiance talked me into it and he's just like, listen, we can have a million other kids just go and go and do this. And so I went to the abortion clinic. Um, I was actually on the table with my feet, like in the stirrups, ready to go. Wow. And I, I just stopped everybody and was like, I can't, I can't do this. Mm. Um, and you know, they were all very respectful of it. Um, but I, I was just like, I, I can't. And so the big mistake that I made, it's one of those moments where if you could go back and, and relive it, you would do it completely yeah. different. Right. But the big mistake that I made was that I lied to my fiance when I got home and told him that I had gone through the abortion. And, um, mm. When he realized, you know, a couple of weeks later that I was still pregnant, he, you know, I, I think he was fine. Um, and a little relieved honest, if I'm being honest, that I didn't go through with it. Yeah. But the level of betrayal that he felt from me, understandably, I mean, I, I did, I betrayed him. I own that. Um, I, I think that that's what led to the next thing happening. So I went on my way to campus that day, mm -hmm. uh, I was in college. And when I got home that night, he and his dad had changed the locks. Oh, wow. On the house. No way. Yeah. So this was 19, uh, this is 1984. So I, um, I went to a payphone. I called my mom who has been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. And, um, and I grew up in a very violent, uh, household. So, but I, I literally had nowhere else to go. So I called her, um, I moved back home with my mom. And then when I told her that I was pregnant, um, she was, it was the same scenario all over again. You're going to have an abortion. You have your whole life ahead of you. You're making big mistakes. If you stay pregnant, yeah. I told her that I wasn't going to do it. And I, and then I, and then knowing that I was dealing with a narcissist, yeah. I was like, you know, mom, just let me think about it, you know, and, um, let's talk about it tonight when I get home from school, you know, my mind's not made up. That's what I told her, you know, my mind's yeah. not made up. Let's talk about it. Right. So when I got home from school, um, she had locked me out. She changed the locks on the door, on the doors. 
Man. So everyone's yeah. rejecting you. Everyone. And so I was yelling and screaming at God in my car. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, you know, I'm following my heart. I'm following my soul. Like I'm following my intuition. Like, yeah, I don't understand why this is happening. Not from a victim standpoint, but just like, I yeah. really didn't understand like yeah. at all what was happening. I'm <laughs> like, why is this happening? Yeah. And I just heard this voice inside of me that was like, drive to campus find a parking garage, you know, I, I parked in a parking garage. So that it was more just like drive to campus, go to the garage, Yeah. you know, find the warmest place in the garage and just go to sleep. And so that's what I did. Wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine. And especially being so young at the same time, you know, I mean, it'd be hard anytime, obviously, but being young, being rid and as scary as it is to live in your car, I mean, I think the thing that probably hurt the most is just being rejected by everyone. Is that, is yeah. that accurate? Yeah, I, I was, I mean, to say like rock bottom emotionally, I was, I was, I mean, I was under the bottom. I was, it was hell. Yeah, it was. Wow. And my dad was like an alcoholic and he was married to someone who wasn't kind to me. And then mm. I, I just, I just, you know, every day I would ask myself, like, where can I go? What can I do? And it was just a bit, I was coming up a big fat zero. Yeah. No one to turn to. So mm -mm. that, that begs the next question is like, how, I mean, I, I know how you did, but I'd love our listeners to hear like what, you know, you, you came across some writings of some, of someone that just started to turn things around for you. What, what got you out of that? And how did you find yourself? out of that predicament you, you found yourself in? Yeah. So, um, I had a substitute professor and, um, I think honestly of, of all of the hundreds of people that I saw every single day, I think he was the only person who noticed like she's been wearing the same clothes every single um, day. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, I think he might've even caught me like getting some food out of a garbage can. Um, so he, I was studying in the library one night and he walked over to me and was like, you know, I knew he knew now I know he knew what was going on, but he was like, you know, if you don't have anything to do later tonight, um, you might want to read this. And it was think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. I've and read that. 19 yeah. At 19 years old, I never would have read his book. Right. There's no, there's no way yeah. I would have been like, this is ridiculous. But I was 19. I was living in my car and I was just like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. So I'm one of those weirdos that I don't read a book from <laughs> start to finish. Initially, I have okay. to open up like the middle and okay. to see if it intrigues me and then I'll go to the beginning. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I opened up the book. <laughs> And the very first thing that I read was, um, it still makes me cry, which is so crazy because it's like 35 years later. Yeah. Um, wow. But um, the very first thing that I read was the fear that is standing in your way is the fear that will be your downfall. Mm. Wow. And I was so filled with fear. Yeah. Like, it's, it was really like the only emotion that I was experiencing and it hit me like 
a dart in my forehead. And I just, for three solid days, I absorbed that book. Like I read it from cover to cover in three days. I and underlining like, a, like an insane person right? <laughs> <laughs> and just trying to make his words. Yeah cellular honestly because all of the things that he was saying like your mind is it like it's it yeah. whatever you think is exactly what is is happening in your life right now and i'm sitting in my car thinking well yeah. i believe that i'm a piece of garbage who deserves to be living in her car so i'm a piece of garbage living in my car you know oh, wow. and yeah. i you know i believe that no one loves me and so therefore no one loves me and and so yeah. I just stepped into imagination every day. I was just like, I'm going to, I'm in a warm room right now. People love me. I'm cared for. My belly is full. Like I have a hot shower. I'm wearing different clothes. Like every yeah. single day I would just go through this scenario in my head. And it was freezing. That was the other thing is that okay. if you look, if you Google it, you'll see that I was living in my car in the coldest winter on record in Atlanta, really? Georgia. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Seven degrees below zero, 11 degrees below zero. And I was stealing like, you know, I think I stole probably 300 towels from the locker room just mm -hmm. to bury myself, to you know, up with. Yeah. Yeah. In oh the car. God. And so I'm underneath like all of these things with a flashlight, just absorbing these words. And so the last night that I was in my car, um, I, it was the 23rd day and I was just like, God, I can't, I, I literally, I can't take this anymore. Like just take me because I, 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 I can't do this. Like I'm starving. Yeah. I'm, I stink. I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. And I heard that voice again to say, just Allison, just imagine one more time. Just mm. do it one more time. And so I was like, okay, fine. So, and in my for for whatever reason, when I would manifest being out of my car and being warm, I would see these curtains uh, on the window with these tiny little flowers on them. Okay. So an hour later, maybe, I don't know, it might have been only been 20 minutes, but in my world at the time, everything, <laughs> every minute was an hour. Um, there was a knock on my car window and I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to go to jail now because I was totally trespassing in this parking garage too. Um, and it was that professor and he was like, Alvin, my wife is waiting for us uh, and you can't stay with me forever. Wow. But we're going to figure this out. Get it, you know, follow me home. And I was like, I can't follow you. I don't have any gas in my car. <laughs> right. You know? So he was like, okay, well then just get in my truck. And there was not even any hesitation. I just got wow. in his truck. I just believed, you know, and, and I, I, I say this too, because it's really important to the story. Um, he was a black man and and I was, you know, a white little girl, right? And right. so it's yeah. like, if I had gone with what everybody, 
you know, normally says of like, that's dangerous or whatever, just because yeah. he had a different skin color, I would not be here today. I would have died in my car. Wow. Um, and so, you know, I, I trusted him completely and he's one of my angels in this world. Yeah. I mean, he's deceased now, but he, he literally saved my life and my son's life. Um, and so I, I went home, his wife was standing at the door, um, with a cup of hot tea and she, she made me a grilled cheese sandwich, um, and homemade French fries. I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah. I bet you were so hungry. <laughs> I was so hungry. And then, um, she walked me down the hallway and she opened up the door to their son's bedroom and, um, on the wall, hanging on the curtain on the window were the exact curtains that I had been. No way. Yeah. No I've been imagining. Way. Yeah. And I just started bawling and she was like, you're safe. Gosh. We've got you like, yeah. I'm just, you're, you're giving me chills right now and I'm getting emotional. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's unbelievable, not in the sense that I don't believe it. It's just unbelievable that these these things are real. Imagining yeah. is real, and it's powerful, and it can it manifest. We're manifestors, and my gosh, this, I've just got chills right now. Man. Yeah, and you know when when I teach um, when I teach my classes about manifesting, you know we're manifesting all the time. Yeah, you know twenty four seven. Um. It's just when we intentionally manifest is when yeah. our life starts to come true the way that we really, really want yeah. it to come true. Right. I love that. So this amazing couple takes you under their wing, you know, obviously saved your life, saved your son's life. And, you know, I know there's a lot to your story and you've, <laughs> there's a lot of details we could get into, but so is this, I mean, when did you know, I mean, you're, you're this healer, you're this coach and speaker and all that. Did you know early on after that, that this is where you wanted to be and, and what you wanted to do? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay. I didn't think so, but I was just no, I was in, I was in survival mode yeah. for probably 15 years. I didn't even know that I had PTSD. Like oh. I, I didn't know because yeah. I had PTSD from a violent home that I grew up yeah. in. I had mm -hmm. PTSD from being the, the locks being changed on the first house. I had PTSD from the locks being changed on the second house. I had PTSD yeah. from living in my car, from placing my son for adoption. Like I didn't even know that what PTSD was. I thought it was for soldiers in yeah, Vietnam. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. And so when I was in, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of therapy and, uh, I was introduced to a new therapist and I, I was in her office and I was describing something to her and she was like, well, of course, I mean, you have PTSD. And I was like, what, <laughs> what yeah. is that? And she's like, yeah. it's exactly what you have. And so it was through that course of just really being like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not crazy. I, I have legitimate things going on and having her just validate for me, it is perfectly natural. Everything that you feel. Yeah. Um, that changed my life. That's when I decided to take up this 
life and start going in this direction. Yeah. You know, I love that. I'm a huge believer that life happens for us. Yeah. And, and you think about what you've been through and the hell you had to endure. But I think that's why you, have you heard this before? And I'm sure you probably have, but have you heard the, the, the statement, the greater the darkness, the greater the light. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, this is what I'm seeing, you know, based on what you've told us and what you're doing now, how does that, how did that darkness, how does it fuel you to this day, knowing that you've been through all that? I know this is going to sound crazy, um, but I believe that we we choose our lessons before we get here. I don't think that we choose the details um, mm. of how we're going to learn those lessons. Mm. Yeah. But I ch- I chose some pretty big things to learn in this lifetime. Yeah. Um. And so I really believe in my whole soul that the only way that I would have been able to see the light as clearly and as vividly as I do is because I went through that darkness. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't blame anybody. I did for a long, long time. Um, but one of my biggest freedoms is genuinely being in a place of complete gratitude for the roles that they all played. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And I, I hope my listeners just l- heard that, <laughs> like grateful for the role that all of that plays in your life. Like, you know, I do the same thing with my clients. I try to, you know, they've gone through horrific things and helping them see it as how did it happen for you? And processing that, and, and it takes time, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But man, I I just think that's so beautiful about your story that you can see it that way, instead of it being like, oh, poor me, I'm the victim, and you're stuck, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I right. was there. <laughs> yeah. I, I was there. I mean, I I um I have every T-shirt, you know. I <laughs> and 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 uh, people would I would go to you know. Louise Hay events and, you know, all of these spiritual um, conventions and things like that. And, and hear people say, you know, this it all happened for you and life is working for your best and highest good. Um, and I would just sit yeah. there like cussing them out in <laughs> right. my mind. Like right. you are the biggest a-hole in the world for <laughs> ever saying that, you know, how in the world can you say something like that? And and have actually had those conversations, you know, with people. Yeah. Um, Carolyn Mace and I actually, I met her at a book signing and she said something very similar from stage. And when she signed my book, I was like, you know, you're a spiritual bypasser, right? Like, you know, that you don't really deal. And she was like, her, her eyes got yeah. like really, really big, you know? <laughs> and And she was like, you're going to see this one day. And you're going to understand. Right. And which I thought was like so much grace on her part, you know? Yeah. I, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Well, I mean, gosh, there's so many questions I have, but I want to, I want to ask you about the, uh, your, your, your LLC, the unapologetic power. 
I love the I love the name of your company. I I think it Thank says you. a lot. Obviously, how did you come up with the name and why? I was in a meditation. Okay. Um, because my company used to be called Outrageous Freedom. Okay. And um, I just kind of outgrew that whole brand and everything. So um, I was in a meditation and I was just thinking about my journey. Um, and I thought, you know, what's the one word that I can really own in my journey? And power came in. Mm. And I was like, yeah, because power is not just our power, right? But it's like the power of light. It's the power of the power that we derive from other people's journeys and things like that. So I was like, yeah, this like really, this is really sticking with me. And then I have had to learn to be unapologetic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I've been shamed a lot. People don't. Um, a lot of people don't like the fact that um, that I placed a son for adoption and yet I'm pro-choice. So I've gotten a lot of heat over that. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. People don't even like the fact that I placed my son for adoption. Um, they, I've, I mean, I've had people actually send me emails after reading my blog and my book and everything else and just be like, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know, shame on you. Right. Wow. Um, And so when I was in that meditation, I just thought, you know, I don't owe anyone an apology. Right. And then I just, I wrote that down on a piece of paper and then uh, I met with my brand manager and I'm, I'm like, I know that power is one of the other words, but this other message came in that I don't owe anybody an apology. And he yeah. was like, Ooh, that's unapologetic. And I was like, unapologetic power. And he was like, yes, Boom. yes. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. You know, going back to what you said just a second ago about, you know, people, you know, shaming you and looking down on you. I, I don't know who said this quote, so I apologize, but it goes something like this. An enemy is a person's story you do not know. And I think, and I think, you know, if people could walk in your shoes from the time you were born to when you made those decisions, they would go, I totally get it. I totally understand. And I have complete compassion and empathy for why she did what she did. And I think we as human beings and anyone listen to this who struggles with maybe judging people, I think we have to look at it that way. You don't know everyone's story. You don't know all their background. You have no idea. I mean, you've shared just a snippet of the hell you've been through. I mean, it's just a little sliver of what you've shared. If we could go and relive that with you, we'd go, oh my goodness. Now I know why Allison made some of those difficult choices along her path. So anyway, I just... Thanks for being open with that and sharing that. Yeah. And I want to add something to what you just said, because um, one of my sisters, we were having this conversation and, and she said, but I do know your story, Allison. I do know your story. And I'm like, you don't know my inside story. Yeah. Good point. You don't know what I was thinking. You don't know what I was feeling. You don't know any of that. All you know is, 
boom, 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 boom. You know yeah. the facts, but you don't right. know the inside story. For sure. Yeah. A good. That's a good point. Absolutely. We don't know what someone's going through internally at all. We can guess yeah. and assume, but right. we can't do that. You know, it's like one experience, you know, one set of circumstances affects everyone differently. Someone might look at it in a positive light. Someone who isn't emotionally strong yet might struggle with that. And so we can't judge them for the way they reacted to it because they're doing the best they can with what they know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're, it's amazing what you have, what you're doing now. So tell us about what your unapologetic power company is all about and what you do with that. Yeah. So um, I have two different uh, client groups that I serve. Okay. So the first one is um, really just a, it is a face your trauma, you know, see that it's only a lizard, not a dragon and that you can <laughs> yeah. manage it. You can actually have fun while you're healing it. We have a lot of fun um, just really facing it and embracing it and forging it. That's what we do uh, okay. in that group. And then That's in my cool. second group, which is uh, kind of higher tiered, the people that come into that program are ready to tell their story. They're ready to make an impact. Um, and so we do a book collaboration. The series is called Behind the Power. Um, okay. Every year is a different subtitle, different authors, different everything. Okay. And then in the course of the time that they're writing the chapter, I teach them um, mindset work, but I'm also teaching them how to show up because a lot of people don't know how to show up. They have right. no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think you talk a lot about where, you know, I'm not changing. So people say they kind of give up and play small, mm -hmm. right? Is that kind of what you're referring to a little bit there? Yes. And, and it's amazing that people won't even understand that they're hiding because their excuses feel so legitimate. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so convinced that this is why yet it blinds us from the real truth, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, so many times I'll, I'll have a client come to the table and be like, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the support from my wife or my husband, mm. you know, uh, I can't quit my corporate job. You know, I, I have four kids. Like I have to be this, da, 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 yeah. da, 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 da. It'll just go yeah. on. And I'm like, but what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? If you had a magic wand, what do you want? And it always surprises people what comes out of their mouth. Right. Because we also want something that we don't even know that we want. Right. Wow. That's yeah. a good question, right? What do you want? Yeah. What, what do, do you, you want? want? Yeah. And I find that. I love that. Yeah, I find that a lot of people are running from their pain instead mm. of running toward their purpose. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, they live life avoiding pain. Yeah, and so, you know, you know yeah. uh, I would add to that if that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I learned this from a therapist that I work with here. Uh, her name's Wendy. 
and she has the best definition I've ever heard about what addiction is. And here, and I tell me what you think of this. This is, um, it's the perpetual avoidance of legitimate suffering. Wow. Yeah. That's what I said the first time around. I went, wow. I go, how, how accurate that is. We, we avoid, like you're saying, we avoid pain. We run from it, run, run, run. We're afraid to, to allow it to go through us a little bit. I mean, think about what you were going through. You're feeling so much pain in that car at uh. you know, 11 below zero, but you had to just face it and deal with it. You just were dealing with it the best that you could, right? Yeah. So there was really no way to avoid, I mean, ultimately, <laughs> no. but anyway, yeah, I, I think you bring up a really good point that we, and, I, and I'm guilty of that too. Sometimes is I try to avoid, I don't want to feel that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, you know, I was, one of my clients is really struggling right now um, with ad admitting, you know, that, that she has an addiction. And mm. I told her like, listen, everybody has addiction like mm -hmm. either to their iphone or their android or netflix yeah. or facebook instagram sugar yeah. coffee totally. you know french fries it's just yeah. that to the degree the right. degree of the addiction is you know di differentiates us from another person Right. But right. we need to normalize addiction in, in our society. We need to stop making it this big stigma um, because the more we normalize it, then yeah. the more that people can just be like, yeah, I'm addicted to my phone. I am. Yeah. And now I can, you know, I mean, I don't care what you say. I'm going to stay addicted to my phone and that's just the way it is. Or if I put my phone down for three days, what's really going, what happens to me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, why don't I feel safe unless I'm connected to this invisible world where I don't really even know any of my friends on Facebook. Right. Why am I so, why is that so important? Right. Yeah. And she was like, well, when you put it like that, you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Puts it in perspective quickly. Puts it in perspective. Like yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I know you with your coaching and everything that you do, whether it's group, do you do, do you do a lot of one-on-ones as well? Is that um, part of your, what you, you're continually doing? Yeah. People can opt um, to have some one-on-one -on -one time with me. Okay. And, and I'm very, <laughs> and I'm very willing um, to, to give that to them. Yeah. Um, I just, re I, I, I have to make sure that the boundary is in place because yeah. I'm not a therapist and therapy is when you do all the talking and coaching is when I do most of the talking. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. if someone just wants to come in and be yeah. heard, I'm, I'm not their person. Gotcha. But if someone wants to come to me to change their life, I'm their yeah. person. Yeah. Or a better way of saying how to be the boss of your brain. That's right. You are the person to go to. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious if that was a big part of what you do. And and again, I know that you've done that. So I just didn't know if that was a part of it as well as you continue to move forward. And um, so let me ask you this. I mean, you're doing all these great things. You're helping so many people. 
I think our listeners might be wondering, what do you do, Allison, to keep yourself centered after everything you've been through and to kind of set your day off right? Do you have certain things you do in a day? Do you mind sharing that with us? Like what kind of keeps you, you know, going and keeping you centered? Absolutely. And I love that question. Um, in the morning, I make myself a priority. So, um, and I do have a house full of people. So people <laughs> might be thinking, well, it's easy for you. No, it's, it's, it's really not that easy. I, <laughs> there's a lot going on in my house. Right. Um, <laughs> but everybody knows that like Allison gets her time for the first hour of the yeah. day. That is my time. And I meditate, I visualize, I tap. If you don't know what that is, it's emotional freedom technique. Yes. Um, I journal, I read. And that for me sets the tone for the rest of my day. Um, okay. I also keep a coach, my own coach in my back pocket. Nice. Um, because we cannot see our own blind spots. And right. so yeah. I, I want a blind spot person to be like, well, the reason you can't see that is because you're still blaming your great granddad for X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I am. And then I'm like, oh, I am. Um, <laughs> right. So it's, you know, um, staying self-aware is, is I feel like a, a very, very big piece to yeah. staying grounded and, um, and, and solving the equation inside of us that feels out of alignment with who we are. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And I, I play a lot of tennis. Um, okay. I hike, uh, I get down on the, in the, in the ground with my dogs and roll around with them. And, nice. you know, um, I have, you know, family and spend time with them. And I, I think that what I would say to people that are listening to this is three things. Number one, um, you're worthy of an hour. Mm. Ooh, I love that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. You're worthy of an hour. Um, number two is that you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. And number three is ask for help. Mm, yeah. You know, I, I see so many people and we give so much credence, you know, to, oh, they, they have it all figured out. Yeah. You know, we just move it. We make all these assumptions about people. And I think that that keeps us from asking for help. Right. We just walk around suffering in silence. You know, our, our life looks amazing on paper and everybody would be like, wow, have you seen Todd? Like he's got it together, man. Like yeah. he's got the wife yeah. or the husband, the car, the this, the that, like he's got it. He's down, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then inside you're like, I'm broken. I don't if know. You only knew. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So it's yeah. like finding, just find help. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's funny because I do, a, I, I call it my hour of power every morning. So when you said I'm worthy of an hour, I've been doing that for 30 years of my recovery. And then one of my, the single greatest 
truth I share with my clients is there's nothing wrong with you. I actually have this quote. You can't see it on my wall here, but it's on the other side of my office. But it says the most delightful surprise in life is to suddenly recognize there's nothing wrong with you. Right. And and I have my clients read that out loud on day one and just kind of, so we're like-minded in that. And that's, I think that's why we're connecting so well. So man, I, I just love what you do, man. It's so cool. Thank you. I love yeah. what you do. This is amazing. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to ask you a really tough question now. Okay. okay. What do you love most about you? Um, I don't give up. Mm. I just don't. I love that. I may get down. Mm -hmm. I may get down um, and oh. and do some primal screams and, you know, <laughs> maybe go to a smash room and get it out of my system. <laughs> but I will come back. Um, and sit down and figure it out. Like, I just, I don't give up. I don't. Wow. Again, we go back, I go back to just listening to your story and, and that statement of life happens for you. I mean, again, going back to when you're in that car, I work with a lot of clients who are living in their car. So I hear their stories of how horrible that is. Yeah. And and you made it through that. I, I get why you don't give up. It's like, man, I you can do anything. And I love that about your story. I can just see how it all plays out to what you're doing today. It's amazing. Yeah, I think one of the biggest gifts that was ever given to me um, was by a, an absolute complete stranger who came to one of my book signings, um, she had already read my book. Um, mm. And it was so cool because my book is a self-help memoir. So at the end mm. of every chapter, there's a place to, you know, read some pretty profound questions that I ask of you and do journaling and all that. And her book was tattered and it was yeah. like all highlight and everything. So I gave her a brand new one. It's like, here you go. But <laughs> one of the things that she said to me was, when I was reading your book, I was wearing a cloak of shame. Mm. And when I finished your book, I was wearing the cape of freedom. Wow. What a way to say that. And I was just, I started crying, you know, and I got up, I walked around the table, you know, and I, I just, I hugged her so tight. Um, and it's just like, Yes. You know, it, it's, it really, it's, it's just like the mindset thing on your wall, right? It's really yeah. how you look at it. Is it a shark or is it, you know, a goldfish kind of yeah. thing? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's just, it's, it's, that's really it. And then that shell. Yeah. No, beautifully said. Thank you for sharing that. You know, if there's someone right now, Allison, who's listening to your voice and you've already shared some amazing things, but they're in a dark place. They're struggling and they're listening to this, looking for something. And I'm sure they've heard some great things already. What would you tell that one person right now who is in that dark place? Stop believing what you think. Mm. Yeah. They're just lying. Wow. Just stop believing what you think. Just stop it. Um, if a thought comes in that's like you're the worst person that's ever breathed life on the planet, just be like, I'm not doing that today. 
I'm not going to believe it today. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds, I know that it sounds trite, but it's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> like if you could just try it out, like even, you know, if you're going out on a date tonight or, you know, you're, you, it's almost bikini season, right? Or speedo <laughs> season, right? So you just put it on and stand in front of the mirror. And when you, when your brain is like, wow, really? You're going to, you think you can wear that? You know, just be like, I, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not believing this voice. I'm just not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. I think my wife might tell you that uh, it's <laughs> never a speedo season for me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, your message makes a lot of sense. And I, I do agree with you. Those negative things that are going through your mind, they're lies. They're not real. You're not the thought. Right. I, I love that you learned early on the power of your imagination and, you know, imagining those curtains with the flowers on it and just how that came to pass and the way it came to pass. I mean, it just, my mind blown by what you do. I I just love what you do. And I'm just grateful that we've been able to connect. Um, I know that we could probably spend another hour talking, if not more. Yeah. Um, and maybe we can do this again, but I've been, I've been fed today by you and everything that you've shared today. I just want to thank you for, for your willingness to do that. Thank you so much, Todd, for, first of all, for building an amazing community. Um, thank you. It's, it's, you know, it's no easy feat no. to build the community that you've built. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for inviting me in to share a little bit of my soul with them. Absolutely. No, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate it. You know, if there's someone that wants to reach out to you, Allison, and they want to learn more from you, maybe even, you know, sign up for some of your groups and some of your things that you do and get your books, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, they can go to allisonroberts.com. It's A-L-L-Y-S-O-N. Thanks to my dad, uh, <laughs> roberts.com. And, um, there is a free meditation for them okay. uh, on my website. Great. I don't spam email. So guys, if you're thinking like, I'm not signing <laughs> up for that and she's just going to flood my email every single I don't do that. So yeah, good. Um, yeah, I get grab the meditation and then you will get emails, you know, about different things that I have going on. Right. Um, some of them are free. Yeah. Some of them are not free. Um, but just come and be part of the community and, and just grow, you know? Yeah. Okay. I love that. And I'll put, I'll put the, your, your, excuse me, your website in the show notes. So people will be able to link right to it. And I encourage anyone listening to this right now to do that, even just to get to know Allison a little bit more and, and what she's been through. I know we've already talked a lot about that, but there's so much more. She has so much more to offer and she's built this amazing program this amazing company that's, you know, sp sh uh, spreading light all over the world. And it's just, guys, if you think you can't overcome anything, Allison's proof that you can. And I love what you said. I don't give up. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. And I, and I can see that in you. I can see the way you carry yourself. And, and I do believe you when you say that. So thank you, Allison. Um, I, I always have a hard time ending these things because I want to just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't even know what to say. Like, okay, see you later. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just weird to me. I don't know. I've always yeah. struggled with that. But um, but yes, we've been we've all been fed today. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge all of our listeners today. When you're done listening with this episode, share it with your loved ones. Share it with anyone you know who's in a dark place. If you have a son or a daughter who maybe is struggling with their self-esteem, they're, they're not sure to find their way, have them listen to this episode. It'll open up a conversation with them. Reach out to Allison. Ask her for some support. Maybe have them even sign up for some of these things that she's talking about. It will be so worth it, guys. And back to what she said, what do you want? Do you want to have a better relationship with your son or daughter? Then what are you going to do about it? Let's do this. Have Allison help you show you the way. So, Allison, you're the best. Thank you for your time. And we will uh, chat with you soon, I'm sure. Awesome. Thanks. All right, guys. There you go. Love you guys. Thanks again for your belief. Again, thanks to my sponsors. I love you guys. And until next time, take care. <laughs>